Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Solo, Mike Merkel. I'm here. And, Mike, we have so much to go over today. Unfortunately, we have to talk about uh, some of the biggest news that's happened, probably in, in the sports world, in a really long time. The unfortunate and untimely passing of Kobe Bryant. We're just going to talk just briefly about him. Uh, unfortunate accident that took his life, along with his daughters and several others, in that uh, tragic helicopter accident. We're going to talk about him and his life and some of his biggest moments that we remember. Uh, then we're also going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to go into another edition of the Merck Zone Mock Draft. We always want to go through that. We're going to be giving you guys the most in-depth draft analysis possible all the way up until the draft. If you want to know where the Lions stand, where everyone's thinking, you need to come to this show every single week because that's what's happening every single week on this show until the draft. Um, and then the second half of the show, we're going to talk WWE's Royal Rumble and the fallout from that. Did they get it right? We're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about Ring of Honor bringing back the Pure Championship. We'll explain what that is. And is there too many championships going on in the world of professional wrestling? We're going to dig into that. And of course, we are going to preview the XFL. The Super Bowl is this weekend. We're not going to be able to cover that this week on this week's show because when by the time you're hearing this, the game's already happened, and when we're recording it, the game hasn't. So a little bit of downtime there, but we'll go over that next week. But in the meantime, to get you guys ready for the next week, we've got a new league starting, the XFL. You know where we stand, who our team is. We'll give you all that rundown uh, in the second half of the show. But Mike, let's just jump right in. Uh, let's just talk about Kobe Bryant here for a few minutes here out, out of respect. Um, one of the greatest of all time, clearly, right? I think some people could argue, some people argue top two, top three, you know, clearly probably top 10. That's not really, yeah. I don't think a hard stretch, right? Um, probably top five. I mean, probably, you know, Maybe. scoring wise, especially I would say, you know, um, just what, what was your initial thoughts? You know when you heard when you heard about the accident number one, and then it, do you have what's like your fondest Kobe memory? We know, you don't necessarily need to be a Kobe fan to have a memory uh, of of him. You know he was he transcended the sport in so many ways, right? He was the you know everybody wants to say LeBron James and Michael Jordan who was the greatest, but if we're talking about player to player comparison, Kobe Bryant is by far the closest true comparison to what Michael Jordan was. Mm-hmm. He was a more pure scorer, you know what I mean? He you know, he was the guy for yeah. for a lot of it, you know, and he he was a Laker through and through. He was almost a Detroit Piston at almost, one point. He was almost yeah. a Piston. Um but he was a Laker through and through, gone way too soon clearly. Um but what just give me give me your initial reaction when when you heard about his passing and then give me one maybe one of your favorite moments of Kobe Bryant. Oh boy. Um well I was at a ballet when he passed. <laughs> Because so, you're cultured, right? Because I'm cultured, yes. <laughs> um, so I was at a ballet, and I came out, and I got a text from you. Yeah. It was the first notification yeah. on my phone, and I said, huh, Yeah. okay. I, I didn't believe it. I no. legit, I saw it on my phone, and I went, all right, this is getting dumb. Like, can we just stop yeah. with this kind of crap? And then I'm like, oh, no, everybody's reporting on it. Uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh, I said, oh. uh-oh. <laughs> I saw that all the way on the way home. My mom throws on the radio, and everyone's and that's talking, all they're talking about, about it. it. Yeah, they it even, was... like, stopped halfway through a song, and the yeah. guy was like, listen, we got breaking news. And yeah. I, went, I went, oh, yeah. oh, they don't yeah, stop halfway is... through a song and no. say that breaking news. Yeah. So it, was, it hit hard. I feel like the world stopped for, like, eight hours. Did it hit you different? Than other like you know we we don't usually do this kind of thing on yeah. this show right we've had we've had other athletes pass we've had wrestlers commentators people that have meant something to us maybe personally you know through what they were able to provide our lives but this one for whatever re- I don't know if it was the suddenness of it maybe because he was so young or the way it happened or anything like that but this definitely felt 
different. For one reason or another, it felt like it was just like, no, not not this. Yeah. Of I think all it's, the things. It's usually, I think it's a little bit different because he was like right out of basketball. And everything. Right. It's like, like he's, he's still, like, like so everyone like still talked about Because him. like most of right. like the wrestlers that pass, yeah. they're like, you see it like on a notification, but yeah. he's like 95. Yeah, he's like 76. Like, he had cancer or whatever. Yeah. And so yeah. then you're just like, okay, like. That it's sucks. sad, but yeah. like you didn't like you may have not watched him all the time, or you may not have like been right. there at that time, or right? Whatever. Or he wasn't so recent where it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you know, like yeah. everyone in the world knows who this guy is because he just stopped yeah. playing basketball two years ago, right? So He's if you're all, of all a time. sports fan or anything, you know right. who this guy is. So that's why I hit a little bit different, yeah. And I think my favorite Kobe moment was actually when he tore his Achilles. But he walked up to the free throw line to make two free throws. Yes. And then they won the game by yes. two points. Right. Basically was... saying that he won him the game with a store and Achilles. Right. I think that's always one of those moments where, because I don't remember the championships. Right. Or anything. I don't remember right. any of that stuff mm-hmm. or like uh, any of that. I do remember a 60 point game. Yeah. Uh, leaving his career, I do remember um, that. I do remember that. I, was, I we went. Well, we all know who's getting the ball here. <laughs> yeah, took fifty-five shots. I got sixty points. Yeah, it was a great day. Yeah, but I think that torn Achilles was like they were like about to meet that playoff run. Yeah, and he tears his Achilles, and then he's like, "No, I'm just gonna make these two free throws so you can right. win this game, and yeah. then I'll leave." And I think that was always one of those like Kobe like, that's, moments. Yeah, like yeah, it's one of those like, like he's a true competitor. Yeah. through and through. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, there's so many different moments, right? Him putting 81 up on Toronto, obviously, is one yeah. that I remember vividly when I was a kid. Uh, that coming on ESPN, and they were talking about it, and I'm and I don't think I grasped what that meant. You know, that he scored 81 points, but I mean, that's hasn't been done since. So you know yeah, what I mean. Clearly. So like, it's one of those things to where you just go, wow, like an offensive efficiency, not like that. The the last, you know, in the 2010 when he beat Boston, um, you know, without Shaq, uh, beating the big three there with Garnett, Pierce, and Allen, and all that stuff, and winning it with Paul and and Derek Fisher and those guys. Um, you know, really having that. I'll, I'll just remember, for me, it was one of those things where, you know, Kobe Bryant is a guy, you can just say this first name and everybody knows immediately what he, who you're talking yeah. about, right? He he transcended a whole generation of basketball players. He, he did something that, you know, that not a lot of people can say. Like, he, you can ask any current NBA player and there's probably three names that come to mind when they say, all right, who's, you know, who was your favorite growing up or who was the goat or whatever else like yeah. that. It's it's Michael, it's LeBron, and it's Kobe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in whatever order you want to put him in, that's your prerogative. But at, at the end of the day, that is the kind of guy, that is the kind of person, that is the kind of player that we all had the fortune of, of witnessing and being able to see do his thing and, and dominate at such a high level for so long and be able to do it in basically two different eras of basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he did it in the early 2000s where he kind of, you know, he fought the Spurs and everything else and they had like this mega team going with him and Shaq and then they went through a lull period and then all of a sudden, all right, here's Pau Gasol and now they're right back on top of the world again. You know, um, a lot of different you know, ups and downs in his career, but he was, he was always maintained the professionalism. He always maintained the integrity of the game. He always was a guy that you went out and you knew, all right, if nothing else, we got Kobe. So we got a chance, you know what I mean? And that, and that is a huge thing. What do you think is his legacy as a player, as a person, you know, like what is he always going to be remembered for? Is it the championships? Is it those weird nights where he just went for 85? Is it, is it the night? Is it just, is it the Mamba mentality where it's like, no matter what, it's whatever you have to do to win. Like, is it that? What? What? When you think of Kobe Bryant, what's your first thing you think of? Um, I think of shooting, 
no matter what the circumstances, yeah. whether it's good, bad, yeah. not smart, a right. good idea, whatever it may be. The uber like, confidence. The uber confidence that yeah. like, I'm going to take this shot over three people and make it on you. Right. That is just like, no other guy really has that. No. Either you're just not good enough shooting yep. or other guys just think, okay, maybe this isn't the best idea. Mm-hmm. Like Kobe never cared about when people would sit and criticize him because nope. he's like, okay, like criticize me, but I'm a five time champion. So like, it doesn't yeah. bother me. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he's right. like one of those. Yeah. So I think I always think about just sitting there going, like even kids throwing trash yeah. stuff in trash cans, you say Kobe. Right. Because it might not be a good shot. It doesn't or matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're still shooting it. Right. And it's like those moments. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The, the confidence, the swagger, the the I don't take crap from anybody. This mm-hmm. is my team. You know, yeah. he was the, the consummate leader. I think it's something that we've seen a guy like – it's the same thing, kind of the mentality that we saw in Michael, you know, yeah. you know, especially during his prime years. It's the same kind of thing we see, I think, in LeBron in his Cleveland years where he just went, all right, I, I have to do it, and I'm going to do it, so everyone else just get the hell out of the way. Yeah. And so we've seen that in great players at times, but Kobe, I think, is the guy who kind of epitomized that where you just went, wow. You yeah. know, and he just went, well, this is, this is what he's going to do. He's going to do it whether you like it or not, love him or hate him, and he's going to live with the results because of it, you know what I mean. So, um, truly, truly, we we're miss we're truly missing an icon here in the in the sports world. Um, a shocking revelation for sure. He's going to be missed greatly. Uh, he was a true ambassador for the sport. So, to all his fans, friends, family, and all that good stuff, condolences here from the show. But a true pioneer in every which way for the sport for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's go right in now though. Let's go a little bit into a more better mood here, and let's yeah. talk and let's get into another edition of the Mark Zone Mock Draft now. You know, if you guys want the best NFL coverage, I've had some people ask me, you know, the draft is a couple months away. Why are you guys talking about it now? And the reason why we're talking about this is because you hear a lot on radio stations nowadays, especially here if you're in the Metro Detroit area where you listen. And it's it's all about how it's two things. Number one, it's a narrative about how the Lions in particular are never going to win anything or B, it's how they're going to mess up this draft pick. Right. That's that's the common consensus most time. And. You know, right now we're getting to a point with the Super Bowl ending and everything else that you just know that we're kind of getting into a little bit of a lull period here, especially in Detroit. You know, Red Wings are rough. Tigers, that's we don't know what that is. So sorry, Tiger fans. Sorry, Wings fans. We would love to talk about them, but until you give me something to talk about, it's going to be really rough to talk about a last place team. So, um, but with the draft and you know, with the new season and with the season coming to a close and the new one really just starting right back up again, you get another season of hope. You get that refresher, kind of like okay, got the draft coming now. We're gonna you know we're gonna do the right things and we're gonna try to. And, and so on this show here, contrary to what you'll hear in a lot of other stations, a lot of other podcasts around this area, we want to provide you guys with the best entertainment. We want to provide you guys with the best analysis, the best what if scenarios, and that's what and that's what we're about here is to get you guys the most prepared so that you, when you guys talk with your friends and everything else like that, whether you agree with us or not, we, we try to give you guys the most in-depth analysis so that when you guys are watching the draft, you know what to expect. You kind of have some relation about who these players are. So when they take whoever they take, right, you're prepared. And sometimes that's okay to be prepared. Like last year, I thought I was prepared for them to take a tight end in the first round. Turns out I was not. Mm-hmm. But the point being is that some people were. You know, and because we went through our our mock draft situations, we you know some people were ready for it, and other people's you know, and you, and you could you could pallet it yeah. at the end of it. You know what I mean? So, and Mike does a great job of finding different mock drafts every single week. Everybody seems to have an opinion on it, so why not you? Um, all right, so let's see, Mike. Who how how long is this draft? Who's it by? Give us all the deets. All right, so this is a 
updated as of yesterday draft. Right, yeah. Oh, that's February. Can't believe we're already February. Yeah, Isn't that crazy. Uh, Walter Football. It's one I commonly go to if they yeah. change stuff. Yeah, for it's sure. It's a very nice format and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there are possible trades throughout this. Oh, one. there is one. Okay, there good. Is possible trades. Good deal. Good deal. So for sure. I'm just letting you sit that out. Um. So we can start. We're going to go through the first three rounds. Okay. It okay, is cool. a four rounder, but yeah. once we hit the third round, you'll yeah. Know after that, we can we get so. we're, we get semantics at that yeah, point. Yeah. So we're just going to do three rounds. Yeah, for sure. Um. So at number one, Cincinnati Burrow. keeps their pick. They get yeah. Burrow. Right. Number two, Washington Redskins. I'm assuming they keep their pick and take Chase Young. You are assuming correctly. Okay. That is exactly what. So they're real doing. quick here before we get to the Lions pick, okay. right? There's been a little bit of talk of. You know, if Tua comes out and yes. and is medically cleared, right, uh, he looks good. Everyone's like, yippee skippy, right? He clearly doesn't want to come here. He's already made that clear, which yes. no loss here uh, on my end. But, um, but on the same note, though, is there a situation that you see where there's enough hullabaloo about either the Lions or, say, like the Chargers because they moved on from Phillip Rivers. Is there any circumstance in your mind that, for whatever reason, Washington trades out of number two for someone to go get Tua? Or, I guess, another quarterback, but it's gonna it would be Tua, and I would assume. You know what I mean? Like, is there any situation where you go, wow, Washington just got offered, like, a Jared Goff kind of – Come back, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, the Rams the gave up. The only reason I say to no to that yeah. assumption yeah. is because when you look, you have to look. So say if you want to do a hypothetical, you trade right. with either Miami or mm-hmm. right. Um, say the Chargers. The Chargers, right? right? Yeah. So that's five or six. Yeah. You have to think if Chase Young is your guy and you love Chase Young. No, there's Lions, no way he's getting past the yeah, Lions. Yeah, right. Lions right, are for not sure. passing on him. Right. So you also have to take that into account. So you have to go, okay, maybe we can get five more picks, but it's Chase Young, that guy for us. Right. Like right. I think there, there's almost no way they give it up because I think they just fall in love with Chase Young. Because he's going to kill the combine. Yeah, right? He's going to go to the combine. He's going to run a fast 40. He's going to bench a lot. He's going to be fast. Exactly. You know. So you look at all that and you go, how <clears> can we pass up this guy? So I almost think that there's almost no way that you can pass that up. Right. But I, I think if the Lions were down at like an eight or a nine, yeah. and like three wasn't a very viable chance for them because the Giants wouldn't take him. No, probably. I don't. So I don't think so. You don't right. think so. And so right. if three was somebody that you think wouldn't take him either, mm-hmm. then maybe you can go. Okay, maybe I can get five more picks, flip to five, yeah, and then get him at five. You save money and you get more picks. That'd be an amazing move, right? But in the fact that the Lions will almost definitely take him at three, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way you can any get way out. you trade out unless of it. Right. unless you like love Derek Brown and you're okay with Derek Brown, right? Or something, right? And you can move down and get right. Derek or Brown maybe or you like Jeff Okuda, for yeah. instance, right? Because Washington, you know, yeah. name a, you know, maybe maybe you could take that pro over that, right? But I think they yeah. just love Chase Young so much that they're mm-hmm. like. We're not going to trade. Well, and you know, Ron Rivera being the guy who's pretty much calling the shots in Washington right now. So sorry, Lions fans. Mike doesn't see really any way that we're getting Chase Young. I don't. I don't think so either. I think he would take. It would take a lot for somebody to give up. Are you? Is there any way where you'd be like, say the Lions kill it in free agency, right? Mm -hmm. Say they go get. You know, we'll go over free agency guys in a couple weeks here once we kind of get a finalized list and everything. Um, But. Is there any circumstance for you if you are if you're Bob Quinn that you make a call to Washington to try to flop picks? Or are you okay with saying, all right, fine, take Chase Young. We'll either take our risk, either taking whoever we want at three or trading down a little bit. See, I, I don't think we need Chase Young for right. our okay. thing to work. Yeah. I don't think he's like such like, – I think if it was like Nick Bosa, yeah. you saw what he did and stuff, yeah. I think that's like – Okay, maybe we do need more to go of a justice. But I don't know for yeah. what Chase Young did the last three games at Ohio State. A little like, bit to worry about. No I, I would be a little worried that yeah. like, 
okay, now you're playing against all NFL-type players. Right. Because those last three games, you're playing against NFL-type talent and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I don't know if you're going to be as effective as, like, a Nick Bosa will, so I think I can take my chances yeah. with trading that or getting Okuda or Simmons or something. Right, for sure. Okay, all right, yeah. Just value. like I said, we, we want to provide everybody with the most the most comprehensive details about every pick. So, the yes. cha- you know, it always feels repetitive when we go on the show. Where it's like, okay, first two picks, Burrow, Young, yes, but... The draft's funny. Sometimes yeah. you never know. You could pull somebody could and pull a could, Chicago and flip yeah. one pick and give away their Not whole even draft. That Cincinnati might fall in love with Justin Herbert. And just what start if Justin Cincinnati? Herbert oh my something. gosh, I can't wait. We'll do that. We'll talk about that next week because that'd be funny. But all right, uh, so all right, so choose going Chase Young. Yeah. Are the Lions staying in their pick? Or are they trading out? What do you think happens? Uh, I'm gonna say they trade out with five, and then Miami takes two. You are 100% on the dots. Am I really? Yep. All right. Go Rob. I didn't see this beforehand either, by the way. I didn't nope. cheat. <laughs> um, so in back, they yeah. get a second and a third, I'm pretty sure, when I was looking through it. Okay. They okay. had only one second and one third, right? Or did they have two thirds already? No, they year? didn't. Yeah, no, they've only got one third. They've got one set, one second, one third, one pre, fourth. Yeah, pre-draft. pre-draft. And okay. then they had two fives because they got the one for Quandre. Because in this draft, they're picking two in the second, two in the third. So I'm assuming yes. they got yeah, they had one, one two, Yeah, they three. had one, two, and three already going in. So they okay. got so they got an additional well, second. So they got Miami's fifth, an additional second, additional, additional third. third. To move back two spots? No, that's not no. that's not terrible. I ain't going to lie. So, <laughs> Especially with you only got Washington's the only – or I mean the Giants are the only team – in front of you, yeah. if you like Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons, and Okuda, you're getting one of them. Yeah. If those are your three top guys, which I am very much on that train of, those are the three prospects to look at. So yep. um, even if you trade back at six with with the Chargers, you still could theoretically get one of the t- one yeah. of the three. So all right, continue. Um, yeah, just the reason behind yeah. it is the Dolphins, Chargers, and Panthers are all possible. Oh, the Panthers are another one Quarterback too. heavy mm-hmm. yep. picks. So to uh, Miami wanted to get above them, making sure that making sure no, there's no they, way no possible, way they get, um, right? They don't get their guy, right? Okay. Um, so number four, New York Giants will stay, and they pick Jerry Judy. No, it's the first one you were wrong. They pick no. Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia. So, so I think that's the second time now we think we've seen him yeah. actually go number four. I don't necessarily disagree with the pick. I think they need to protect obviously Jones because yeah. I mean they don't have a very good offensive line, but. I will say that it's one of those things to where I, I almost feel like – I don't really feel like there's going to be a big-name wide receiver out there in free agency. It's If I'm Gettleman, knowing, all right, yeah, i got to protect this, but, man, looking at some of these wide receivers, unless, you got, unless you're going to play around and do some stuff, yeah. you know, I mean, do they have another first-round pick? Does the Giants, Giants have one? Do they get one for Odell? Um, I can look right now. I'm pulling up the later rounds. Um, doesn't look like they don't have another first no. round pick. Okay, okay, because no, I was gonna say maybe that would justify it a little bit, but no, okay, it is, with their one yeah, first doesn't round shock pick. me. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a skill position. I think Gettleman really likes skill. Yeah. I think he likes the sexy pick. Yeah. So know? the Lions are sitting <laughs> at number five now, and they have all these defensive guys yeah. on the board. So I who still do you think they I, I still to go Okuda. Uh, you were right. They will yep. go Jeff Okuda. Yeah, I think a lot of people are really mapping him to the Lions. They do a lot of man-to-man coverage in Ohio State's defense. He's probably their best man-to-man corner. The Lions run a lot of man-to-man because they don't blitz a lot, so they like to go in and just force people to beat them, basically, which seems to be working. So maybe we need to change that up a little bit. But point being, um, you know, once again, 
it's one of those picks to where on paper it looks great. It's a sexy pick. It's a sexy position, right? You know, everybody likes, you know, all corner, wide receiver, like all those like positions where you feel like you got to be an athlete, you know, Mm -hmm. like defensive line isn't a sexy pick. Offensive line, not sexy, but like some of these positions I think gets fans more excited than others. You know what I mean? Like if they took Derek Brown, I don't know if a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, the defense, he could be the next Sue. You know what I mean? The excitement's not going to be the same. Um, I will caution people once again though, Corner's hard, man. And so that transition from NFL, to, from college to NFL, that's a big jump. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we, everyone's just got to be prepared for some growing pains. You know, if he lets up a big touchdown against Minnesota or something, I don't want to see everyone with the stakes out. And, you know, yeah. I'd like to see, you know, you know, let us know um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, you know, write, it, write to us at irbroadcastmedia at gmail.com. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, let us know in the comments below who you think the Lions are going to take at number three or if they trade back. Let me know. Um, okay, let's keep going. All right, so number six, uh, Chargers without... Philip Rivers on the roster right. will so, take. So the Chargers stay at six. I yes. think they take Herbert then? They do take Herbert. Okay. So they're taking their what they do you probably think look that's at their the, franchise. Do you guy. think that's their guy? Like, do you think because they're letting they let Rivers go, do you really think because there's there's already some question marks already about Herbert and he hasn't even thrown yet. Uh, do you think that do you think that like that's definitely or is this at the point of the draft where we could see something where the Chargers go, maybe we like Jake Fromm or like you know, yeah. some somebody else maybe that comes into that spot or maybe See, they don't even take a quarterback. I think, in the I week. think you're in a tough spot because you're so high. Yeah, I don't think Jake. If you took Jake Fromm, that's like a that's like taking Trubisky and going, why would you why right. take him? Like right. that's your guy, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those. I think if you're sitting at like 15 and you took him, that's like okay, you're taking your quarterback. Yeah, you didn't have enough ammunition you, to get yeah, high enough get, up there. Okay, yeah. so, any any bigger highlights in the first round that we um, need to be I aware? Think of? The, I think you can look at Arizona at number eight getting Jerry Judy as a steal. Oh yeah, because he's dropping wow. the number and that eight. offense yeah. too Ooh. with Kyler Murray. You got Larry, you got Larry Fitz, Christian Kirk, yeah, and him. I think that's gonna be nice. Yeah, uh, Isaiah Simmons, your boy, goes to Jacksonville at nine. Really? Another? How many linebackers are they gonna take? You, no. you got, gee, you got Jonathan Allen, Miles. Good lord, yeah. that linebacker. Uh, C.D. Lamb is number 12 to the Rams. That's a good pick for them. That's a really good pick. That helps and Jerry go up a lot. At number 23, Jake yeah. Fromm goes to the Patriots. That's a Patriot pick if I've ever seen one right yep. there. A guy where he's just got average arm strength, it's fine. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. <laughs> and kind of round out, the Packers at 30 will take their wide receiver, T. Higgins. There you go. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. The Packers are another team I think could make a bold move and go get somebody yeah. possibly. All right, so that was kind of rounds out the first round. How you yeah. feeling after that first round? I'm okay. So far, we got an extra second, so yeah. we got a lot and of picks. Third. Yeah, I got a lot of picks to throw up this dartboard here. Yep. Let's go right so, to the Lions here. All right, so right to the Lions, yep. number 35. Ooh. Where do you think they go? I I think they can. I think they could probably go because you've got the benefit now of having back to back. I think you got a little bit of wiggle room. I think you go defense again, maybe. Do you go D line? I don't. I don't have a guy necessarily. Yeah, they do go D line. Yeah. They take Raekwon Davis, defense end out of Alabama. Okay. All right. Yeah. They like Bama D line. Bo Davis, second. former Alabama off defensive line coach. I think they go wide receiver here. Wide receiver, um, or offensive line. Let me find their next second. Um, where's oh here it is. Yeah. So they're picking thirty nine. They actually stay in the defensive department. Wow, they go heavy. Defense. And they are taking Antoine Winfield Jr. safety out of Minnesota. Okay, now that's a guy we've seen mapped to the Lions now a couple times with their other second round pick. Now yeah. that's the one that once again that's the one that's the most yes, down one. That's like right. the extra pick. Right, exactly. Now that's a pick where once again people might be a little bit confused, but you're looking at this defense and you're going, okay, you know, you have Tracy Walker, sure. Who's the other one? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it is, you know, it is um, the guy out of Boston College. What's his name? Who's the guy out of Boston College they just drafted in the third round? Like done for last year? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Who they draft? Who's the other safety? What's his name? Oh, uh, Andrews. Or, yeah. Uh, Adams or whatever his name is. Yeah. 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 Whatever. But either way. He play, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got Taylor Wilson there. I mean, that's a guy, playmaking type guy. You run a lot of three safety sets. It's yeah. not necessarily terrible. Special teamer, all yeah. that good stuff. And then in the I third, like to see him get a wide receiver there, though. Yeah. Honestly, third round we're going um, another defense. No, Jesus. Uh, at linebacker, we must have killed it on offense. Linebacker <laughs> taking Troy Die out of Oregon. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got need some extra help. And then your second third round pick, yeah. you're going to be taking Ben Bredson, guard out of Michigan. Okay, see there, that makes sense. Going guard later yeah. in the third, that's fine. I do think they need a skill position player in those extra picks somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind them going to get a wide receiver or somebody, especially a slot wide receiver. But overall, I mean, they went heavy defense, heavy, defense heavy, guys. heavy defense. I yeah. mean, whoa. So I mean, theoretically, if they all play, they all if you know three out of four turn out well, you yeah. had a pretty good draft. But whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot of defense. I, I, I mean. Maybe? I don't know. I guess we'll guess wait we'll and see. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. That's the first one we've actually had trades on, so good find there, Mike. All right, we're going to head to break here. After the break, though, we are going to talk Ring of Honor bringing back the Pure Championship. we got some XFL news, and we've got Royal Rumble Fallout. It's a doozy. Did they get it right? We're going to ask Mike. We're going to talk about it after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeco, once again, reminding you that we are live every single Monday, 7 a.m. on all your favorite streaming services, and we are live every Wednesday with our YouTube show, so make sure you subscribe to that, tell all your friends about it, and also I want to remind you guys that if you have a business or a service that you'd like to advertise on the show, please, please, please let us know and give us a call, contact us, IAR broadcastmedia at gmail.com or go to I'm Always Right PC. That's I'm Always Right PC.com and go to our website, fill out our contact us form and let us know if you'd like to advertise on the show. You'll be interacting directly with myself through email, so make sure that you let us know if you have a product or service. We'd love to have you. We have so many great friends of the show, whether it's Nick DiStefano, whether it's Tracy St. James with uh, Travel Nation. We've got a lot of great sponsors, and we'd love for you to be a part of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast family. So on behalf of Mike, on behalf of Kyle, The Brain, Emily, or myself, I want to say thank you once again for listening. And once again, we are live every single Monday, 7 a.m., where you know where to find us, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere else that you listen to all your favorite podcasts. Make sure to hit that subscribe button for us. Now here's part two of another great episode of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. And welcome back to part two of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Mike, let's just jump right in now. XFL is around the corner, my friend. We're going to have to switch out this Lions helmet for a Battlehawk helmet because that is the team we're going to be sporting. Are we going to get one? Uh, if it was like the same amount that that one was, which was free, then, <laughs> then yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, right. We are St. Louis Battle Hawk fans. We announced it a couple weeks ago that that is the team that we're going to be supporting. Whether that was the right move or not, we're going to find out pretty quick here in a hurry. But with that being said, um, some excitement, right? We're going to have football right after football, and yeah. we're gonna, it's a new league, right? There's a lot of money behind it. Um, just your, just give me kind of your thoughts going into Week One. We'll kind of break down some of the early action next week, but. Give me your thoughts on what are you are you excited? Are you do you give any credit? I know we talk about it in a joking manner that we're Battlehawk fans, but in true, we just broke down the roster for goodness sake. I know, so it's we like really did. It was it's, sad, yeah, actually. right. So 
But with that being said, we talked about the rules. It's going to be very, you know, offense-oriented, at least they hope, right? Um, how excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10? Are you like a 4? <laughs> no, I'm trying to get more people at my work to be like a 10 like I am. Yeah. But everyone at my work is like a 1. And I'm yeah. like, guys, this is going to be a, It's like yeah. an 8. Yeah. I'm at like an 8. Um, because once the Super Bowl dies down, usually all I watch is basketball. So then I can incorporate more yeah, football sure. back into it. For sure. I kind of wish it was over in the summertime. Yeah, I do too. Like, I wish maybe almost, we kicked it back just a little no, bit. Little yeah, bit. just like a if little. We started it like the week after the draft oh, would be like wow. best time. Yeah, because like, then you're just like, July, yeah, yeah, there's nothing. I think that would be an awesome yes. time because for me, as not as much of a baseball fan as other people, mm -hmm. the summer is usually like a very downtime for me. Yeah, right. So it, I always yeah. think that like on the weekends, if I had something like. I think too, right? To I think that's not a bad idea, especially because even if you are a diehard baseball fan, which if you are, cool. Yeah. Um, but if you're not, you know, but baseball, you get 162 games. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like maybe we just, you know, you can watch baseball throughout the week, but then on the weekend, oh crap, here's yeah. an XFL game. You yeah, know what that's I mean? what I'm like, saying. Like, like maybe throw a curveball in there every once in a while and watch something else, then the Tigers lose 111 out of 161 games. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, who's going to watch that? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, I mean, are, is there any concerns going into this, right? Like, do you honestly think that this league has an actual chance? Or are you waiting to kind of see how the games. Kind of play out the first couple weeks. No, before I was, you... it was funny. I actually watched a huge like documentary, like a thirty-minute documentary yeah. thing on how other football leagues have died out, mm -hmm. and this one yeah. actually has potential. Yeah. I think really the money backing it. With, oh, absolutely. With just like the team structure, like usually when they put these leagues there, they're like six months before, and they're like, all right. We gotta play just, games. We, we gotta play we games. Gotta start playing games now. Right. They they we, gave this over like a year and a half. Yeah, we yeah we've like known about this for a while. Yeah, yeah. We they've been trying to figure it out, get it all situated. Mm -hmm. So I think it's gonna be more. They have like the rules aren't gimmicky rules. Yeah. They're just kind of to enhance things. Right. They're like, trying to make it a little more exciting for the viewer. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's not like oh like the original XFL to decide who gets the ball first. They just put the ball in the and two guys run out to try to get the ball. So stupid. But instead, you know. They don't have coin tosses in the XFL. Right. They home field gets to choose if they want to kick or receive. Oh, all right, that's cool. So, so like, it know. actually gives you the little home wrinkles. Field. Yeah, yeah little it gives wrinkles. you the home field advantage. Right, right. And when it comes to like the Super Bowl and stuff, the better record team gets which, to choose. That's not which actually, bad at all. Uh, which like, I yeah. actually love because right. I'm sitting yeah. there, I'm going. Now you put emphasis on the regular season. Exactly. Good. Right. Yeah. So of, yeah, I think they're just really making. They're kind of doing a thing where they're just making everything feel important because mm -hmm. now you only have ten games. So to get into a playoff, you have to win seven games. Right. So right. every right. game means something. The rules are extremely fun. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of kicking and punting. It's going to be a lot of fourth and twenty. Let me just throw this bad boy up and see if someone right. can go get it. It's going to be. It's going to be. Is there time. is there any circumstance in where you're concerned? Like because all we've talked about it a couple weeks ago, where the rules are really benefiting the offense, right? There's 100%. a lot of things to really for not as far as like pass interference calls and stuff, but like like the just the structure of how you can score on different ways to score and all that kind of stuff where. You know, we're going to see some innovative offense, clearly. Are you worried, though, because maybe the talent in the league is not as good, mm -hmm. that we're going to see maybe the defense is a little more ahead of the offense at the beginning, where it's like we're expecting these, you know, 35 to 31 kind yeah. of shootout kind of games where maybe we get, you know, like I think one of the worst things that could happen is the first game's like 10 to 3. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, is there, like, are you nervous at all about, like, the first couple games being like, all right, like that was like that See, was rough. I am, I am nervous, <laughs> but I think you can almost flip that on its head and go. Yeah. Listen, if you're a great 
defensive team, yeah, you, like it might actually be more exciting to watch because mm-hmm. you have that different. Like everyone goes in expecting all these offensive games, like all these right. Big yeah. Twelve style games, yeah. But then you have that one like SEC style team. You're yeah. like, you're like, wow, they're more complete. They're, than everybody they're else way is. more complete yeah. than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, right. Now I have to yeah. figure out a way to like beat them. Like they're like mm-hmm. the team that you have to conquer through and stuff. Right. So I think that can add extra wrinkles because you don't want all of them to be all right. high power four yeah, I, games. Yeah, I, yeah I, I think also to your point, right, we don't want to see, all right, well, this is 56 to 49 every single yeah. game. Because then I think it's almost like too much of a good thing where you don't want to just beat it down where you're like, well, this is arena football at, yeah. at this point, right? Exactly. You want you want a good amount of defense, yeah. so you want those few teams that are different. Yeah. So you're like, oh, like these two matches up, how is that going to match up? Right. Like you look at the Super Bowl, you go offense and defense. Like yeah, it's like who who's going to win that battle? Right. So it's yeah. it's going to be a lot more interesting. Yeah, I think for sure, a- absolutely Vegas. right. Is there? Are you nervous at all about being a Battlehawk fan? I am because I know the Vegas <laughs> Lions too. came out. We're supposed to be the second worst. I know, team. me too. I know. They came out of three and a half wins out of ten. <laughs> so so everybody, so everybody knows. We were talking about this before we went on air, and we were like. Like, do we want to switch teams? We're like, no, we can't do it. We yeah, announced we it, so if anybody goes back and listens to the archives, which I highly recommend that you do, by the way, um, <laughs> we were basically saying like, we can't back out now. We can't back we're out. devoted. We said it. We've said it on air, so it's basically. We should have waited until the, the under overs came out. <laughs> I know, so right? Our team. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, hey, maybe we can, maybe our um the throwing Samoan can come. Yeah, our quarterback. Yeah, we have the coolest quarterback nickname ever. So if if nothing else, we get style points, and I think we have the coolest helmets. Yeah. Too. So I mean. So at least like visually, since we're gonna have to sit down and watch at least ten XFL games, at least yeah, unless right. We're gonna watch more. At least we can enjoy. Unless, TVs. unless it's like to the point where like it's just really, really bad. Where like we're just watching, go, wow. <laughs> we're watching like yeah, the like, Lions, like yeah. sixteen, Be like, going, okay, oh boy, well. like you're hoping they lose. You're like, oh geez, this is weird. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Let's really hope that they that they come out and everything else like that. So if if anybody from the XFL, especially the St. Louis BattleHawks, are listening right now, send us some free merch because. We we were on the band, will, we were on the bandwagon before anybody else was. I'm trying to get a zip up hoodie, but they're out of stock right now. Are they really? Yeah. Jeez, see, so XFL's getting hot. I need. XFL's well, St. Louis fan, they don't have a football team anymore, so mm-hmm. now they're. This is like this yeah. is like their NFL I know. Now. Yeah, it's it's. I'm sure. I'm sure the crowd is popping for sure. All right, let's shift now uh, to the wrestling side of the show. So if you're not a wrestling fan, no big deal whatsoever. You can absolutely go ahead and turn the show off, or if you want to learn a little something, something. Stick with us. Um, but let's talk. I want to talk Royal Rumble Fallout. Okay. Um, it, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago where we said we were nervous about the Rumble matches in particular, right? Brock coming in at number one, mm-hmm. dominating the whole match and ruining the whole thing. And we felt like we were going to get our wish there for a good <laughs> half that match. We were watching and we're, text, we're texting back and forth. And I remember vividly Mike sends me a text and goes, I told you. <laughs> And I go, maybe it's going to get better. They, they got a couple guys. And then literally as I send the text, all the people get thrown out. And I go, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> but with that being said, Drew McIntyre, the winner of the Royal Rumble, yours truly, right on the nose. So go me. Um, but, you know, I do think at the end of the day, we had a big return. Edge is back, right? Three-year deal on a limited basis. Super awesome, right? Had good guys at the end. Um, I mean, just... You know, give me your thoughts on. I mean, the show as a, as a whole was okay, right? Yeah. Take like the, the the world title match, Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan was good. I don't think it was, you know, it wasn't a you know a barn burner by any means because you already kind of knew what was going to happen. They didn't really have anything else major go on during the show, mm-hmm. but that Rumble match though, 
I mean, talk about a story being told and escalating a guy from upper middle card to top of the card, going to be future world champion, yeah. like, in three months. I do. That's what I did. I, it was hard because, like, watching it, I was like, yeah. they're You're playing. pissed. I yeah. was pissed. You're, <laughs> you're angry until McIntyre came out and you knew whoever threw him over yeah. was going to be, like, the guy. Yeah. Like, the, like the right. savior right. of, like, this rumble. Right. So, like, you're just waiting... I honestly thought Lesnar might win it, and then yeah. it was just like I was, I like, was nervous. I was nervous. They threw Morrison out. They threw Strowman. I'm like, oh man, no, like he's just debuted, and they just threw him away. Like I, I, I lost, I like, oh, I lost boy. it when he threw Keith Lee and Strowman out. Yeah, and I, me too. That's I, went, I was like, oh I went, boy. I went. If you throw those two guys out, yeah. there's no realistic way one guy is just going to eliminate right. somebody. Right. I think they told a great story. Now let's talk about this just for a second because we've read now since the match that McIntyre was not the original pick, right? Yep. That 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 Roman Reigns was technically going to be the guy, mm-hmm. and then Vince kind of because and the rationale being if McIntyre eliminates Lesnar, that's enough, which we kind of talked about, right? We said they could easily just have that guy who eliminates Brock. That's how they set up the match. Yeah, totally makes sense, right? But. What we also said though is that they couldn't give it to Roman. Yeah. Not now, right? It's too. It was too easy to just do that and be mm-hmm. like, okay, he's back in the title picture. He's going to win the Rumble, right? I think it would have killed any momentum that Roman has built. Um, so I think they made the right call. But had the reaction been different, had Roman would have won the Rumble, do you think that enough people would have been like, oh well, because he eliminated Brock in the Rumble, they would have made that connection? Because I don't think they've done enough with Drew this past six months to be like, oh yeah, he's definitely the guy. He should be the guy. But just to make that hard leap where you go, oh, he eliminates in the Royal Rumble, that's why he gets a world title shot. No, see, I think I think it would have been enough only because, and this is only for people who yeah, watch the thing. For sure. people who just see the result go, McIntyre won. He's, you go, yeah, you, you go, okay. But I think yeah. the dominance that Lesnar had for yes. 14 entrants, yes. that I think when he kicks him out, mm-hmm. that second I went, he's getting that ch- mm-hmm. title match. Right. Because right. there's no way that right. he doesn't get right. that title match. Because he, he was so dominant that... Yeah. Even if Roman ended up winning to verse the Fiend or whatever, yeah. then McIntyre or Lesnar comes out the next day. He's angry. Yeah, that he calls didn't out. Win, calls and out. He Drew. goes. He goes. You're the guy who cost me it. Right. So let's have that match right. or whatever. Right. So I think you could. You could have got there. You yeah. could have gotten there right. that way. Mm-hmm. I think. But then you could also get there where Reigns wins the Elimination Chamber and right. versus the Fiend. Right. So I think there there were easy ways both yeah. ways that you could have. It mm-hmm. was just like I think it was more. Let's give McIntyre since he hasn't gotten it yet. Yeah, let's strap the rocket. And let's just yeah. strap the rocket. And yeah, go. yeah. Reigns, we can realistically just win the elimination chamber. I really think I really, really am in in favor of them really kind of going in and, and truly being the guy. You know, and and just saying no, this is the guy. Mm. You know, I was really. I'm glad that they didn't overthink it. I'm glad that they made the change to just say, "All right, he's going to face Brock. It's going to be a it's going to be a war." And I'm all about it because I think that match is going to be great. I really do. I think Brock's going to bring it. Now, is it going to go 45 minutes and be an instant classic? No. no. But is it going to go maybe a hard 18 and they're going to beat the crap out of each other? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do think it's the main event. You know, I yes. do. I think it needs to be the main event, like the last match on the show. Mm. I don't want to see it on the first match. I don't want to see it midway through. No. I don't want to see a women's match well, come after. I yeah. want it to be the final match. Well, I and they said it last year, where yeah. I think the most important match should be the main event. Yeah. And I think last year they did enough in the story for the double women's championship match, right? With the triple threat, which makes involved, sense. And Rousey was the biggest star in the company. Yeah. So I, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to put yes. that on last. Right. This year you don't have that level of yeah match. 
that can like no like not to say the women shouldn't main event, right. but the women don't have a storyline. Yeah, there's enough to main yeah, event. Not strong enough anymore. Right, correct. So yeah. that's why I think and I think the fiend, I don't think they're strong enough yet. No. So, so no. I think um McIntyre winning, knocking out Lesnar how he did, and then winning the Rumble. Yep. Like that's the biggest storyline you have yep. going on. So yep. I think that has to be the main event. Absolutely, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and plus two I think the fiend beats Roman at WrestleMania. We're going to talk about predictions later, okay. but I, 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 there's a small part of me that makes me think that. So that I don't think you can end the show with like the fiend just winning the winning the match and yeah. the golf air. I think that's a little weird. They yeah. always have the big pyro at the end. Yeah. So <laughs> having the bad guy win usually doesn't work out as mm. as strong <laughs> as usually. But um, let's talk about the women real quick here before we move on. Um, Charlotte wins the Rumble. Last elimination, Shane Baszler. We all kind of thought, all right, Charlotte was kind of the favorite. You know. A lot of people were like, maybe Shayna is supposed to. Shayna was, once again, originally scheduled to win the match. They decided to go with Charlotte. But they're saying that she may be challenging what you have been saying now for the past couple weeks, where you thought maybe the, the men could do this. But looks like they may go with the women and have her challenge to the NXT Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Do you like the move of, of Charlotte winning? And do you like her going back to NXT? Because I think that's a slippery slope. Um... No and no. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel. I think. I think if, you, if you're gonna have someone challenge the NXT women, it can't be Shayna because yeah. that would make no. That any makes sense. no sense. Yeah. For so sure. yeah. Um, and like I said, and you're still gonna get Shayna Becky is, is presumably. What I you're always thought that it was gonna be Shayna Becky, which is why I thought Shayna was gonna win to challenge Becky. Right, right. But now that they went Charlotte, and if that's gonna be the thing that they're gonna do, it's actually a lot harder to get Charlotte to the NXT Championship than it is Shayna to the Raw Women's Championship. Absolutely. Because Shayna just already got called up. Yeah, so she's going. Yeah, because yeah. Shayna can just be like, listen, I beat you at Survivor Series or right, whatever. Right, So yeah, now this right. is our blow-off match. Exactly. Where like Charlotte like, has never talked to Rhea Ripley. Right. So how are you going to get that going without the Rumble win? Absolutely. And I think, so. too, I think you're allowing yourselves to make a bigger star out of Rhea Ripley yeah. if she gets the win. Exactly. And I think that's the, that's the key. I, I, if Charlotte goes down to NXT and wins the title... What does that do? Yeah. Doesn't mean she's already been NXT champion before. If that any, does nothing. Yeah. I think this could be, and I, I don't think this would be a Vince McMahon thing because he doesn't really like NXT. Yeah. But this could be a ratings ploy. Oh, if absolutely. If Charlotte wins and goes back to NXT, that's a huge coup. Yeah. Absolutely. You're just, you're mm-hmm. blowing the ratings through the water. People right. want to watch Charlotte on NXT versus absolutely. those women absolutely. that are down there, like Bianca Belair and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. could be a Building ploy. that tension, you If go, you want to build it in that ploy of it. Right. But I don't think it would be a great and Only if it's for a short amount of time she goes down right she challenges for the title she doesn't win she's right but back I, on wrong but i think you can get the same effect with rhea ripley beating charlotte no that's what i'm saying yeah no no that's what i'm saying beating charlotte charlotte goes down next to until mania ripley beats her and then she's back on the main yeah, roster no, yeah that's what, yeah so yeah. i think because then you could be like oh rhea ripley just beat charlotte like yep. now she's she, yeah she's, she's yeah she's, she's awesome right, yeah she who's gonna yeah and, and then you set her up so then the next person that beats ripley is a big star whether yeah. that's larae or belair or whoever you're yeah. just like Okay, now we've yeah. got some depth. So again. I'm not like mad that they're gonna go down, but I don't think. I just think I think people were kind of negative about it because I think once again, similar to the Roman situation, which would it would have been, it's too predictable. Yeah. Right. Like, give us the new stuff. We want the new young hotness yeah. in that regard. You know what I mean? Like everyone, you could feel it building into mania. It's like. Man, Drew is catching a lot of steam right now. Mm-hmm. They really did a nice job of really setting him up for the big moment, right? It, you know, controversial. I don't think they did that with with Shayna as well, right? No. That she had the win at Survivor Series, but after that, she hasn't done anything besides lose the title. And Charlotte's like, all right, well, it's like it's almost like they were like, all right, well, let's just give this to show. Like, it's the one thing I felt like they could have made that a story See, where it's like the one thing she hasn't done 
is win the I Rumble. I think you could have, but I think the stories that they're going to, I do, yeah. like, thinking on it after, like, the second she went, I went, that sucks. Yeah. But now, like, there's no way you're going to get to Rhea Ripley without winning the Rumble. Right. Because there's, you're mm-hmm. not going to, I'm going to challenge for the NXT title and just get a match. Yeah. Because that makes no sense. <laughs> and, yeah, like, right. Usually yeah, WWE sure. stuff doesn't make that much sense. Yeah. But that would just be like, why are you going down yeah. to well, challenge NXT when you could be challenging Bailey for the SmackDown right. title or whatever. Little side note here, we're not going to talk about this much right now, but... Mania's card right now Looks good. setting up to be really nice. Yeah. As long as they don't, I mean, they're gonna overpopulate it with thirty-five matches and ruin it. But like, but like your big they, seven. If matches they gave, or... if they would just leave it to eight matches and let it go three hours instead of twelve, yeah. it would be a really great show and everybody would be a lot happier. But anyway, well, we'll talk about We're that more. Split into two days, but fine with that too. It worked out well for New Japan. Um, but anyway, let's keep going here. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Ring of Honor here for a second. We talked about them last week in there. Re, you know, the rekindling of a relationship with New Japan and the NWA and all that good stuff. They are bringing back the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Now, as we all kind of know, us wrestling fans, Ring of Honor kind of took a step back in 2019. Ratings were down, not, you know, the attendance was down. You know, you had some guys leave. Um, a lot of change really that happened in, in Ring of Honor. Um, but with that being said, you got a new booker now. Marty's the guy. They're bringing back the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Now, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship was a title um, that was that was formatted earlier on in Ring of Honor days in the early creation. Um, basically, it's more like a pure wrestling. So it's 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 time limits, it's points, it's it's more about the pure technique, less about the flippies and the dippies. It's more about mat technical work, right? Mm-hmm. That people are really some people are really into. Um, if you're a wrestling fan, think Zack Saber Jr., Jonathan Gresham, those kind of guys. Silas Young, those type of people. Those are the kind of guys that you know are, are would fit this kind of mold. Um, a I'll look, first, Mike. Let me ask you thoughts on them bringing back the Pure Championship. Do you care at all that they're bringing back the Pure Title? Do you think it's just kind of like, hey, we're doing this thing, we need a bump, so let's bring back another championship? Um, no, because I don't, I I don't find any enjoyment in the Pure yeah. Championship or the Pure Rules yeah. matches. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just regular matches with like you only have a certain amount of submission holds and a certain amount of this, and <laughs> you can only slap them and not punch them and blah 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 right. blah. It's kind of like a high school or college wrestling match, almost in a sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like amateur wrestling. It's like amateur wrestling and yeah. not like professional wrestling. Yeah. So um, I have no less, less than no less, interest. Yeah, less really? than no interest. Yeah. And they're already having trouble like. Like they don't have like almost enough guys to like change. Well, yeah, the they don't have. Yeah, they don't stuff. have enough for. So now you're just gonna yeah. add a whole new title and have a whole new set of section of guys trying to go for this title mm-hmm. when you don't really have enough tag team guys right. and enough no, six man and, and six mans yeah. and you almost have too much going. So right, and, really and like you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that's the next question I want to ask is. You know, as wrestling fans, there's so much wrestling going on right now, right? AEW, we got WWE, got New Japan, got Ring of Honor, got Impact, you got NWA is coming back. We have all these different promotions going on, right? You know, the NWA just brought back the NWA television title to a massive ovation, right? The design that everybody loves, you know, the history. Everybody loves, for whatever reason, it's like one of those championships, the NWA or a world television championship, everyone's just like, yes. I think it's because it's defended a lot. Um Ring of Honor now bringing back the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. We've heard rumblings of AEW debuting a six-man tag title. Um, WWE's got every championship under the book, right? They've got NXT UK, NXT, WWE, 24-7. New Japan's got 35 championships. You know, uh, are, are you getting the sense that, you know, that do we have too many championships just in professional wrestling, just as a whole? Like, do you feel like it's kind of being watered down to the point where, 
it, it it's almost like we need a championship in order to make this match feel important because without it, it's nothing. Um, no, but I do think some promotions have too many and some don't have enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it it's all depending on the promotion because yeah. I think stuff like um AEW style where you're on a week to week basis mm. to a like a ten thousand person stadium and right. like seven hundred thousand people watching at home or whatever the ratings that get. Right. You have to like have enough championships and matches to like mm-hmm. make people want to keep watching week to week. However, somewhere in like New Japan where they have like 15 like live event shows right. and then they have like their select big shows where they have eight championship matches on right. their shows. Right. I think they have almost a perfect enough where besides like the never open weight six man titles that are never defended. Yeah. I think their world titles and everything, everything just kind of like makes sense and you have different divisions and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So I think it really just depends on the company. Like Ring of Honor, I don't think they have enough guys really yeah. to have 15 championships in right. there. Because sure. it just kind of overpopulates and everything. Yeah, for But, sure. like, some companies like WWE, they have the talent yeah. to have all these championships. Yeah. And you go, I believe just about every single person could be that kind of champion. Yeah. So, I guess it all just kind of depends on mm-hmm. the promotion and right. how many they have. Right. You, do you feel like there's any devaluing in these championships because there's so many to go after? Like, for instance, right? Like, WWE's got the 24-7 title. You've got the Intercontinental. You've got the United States. Yeah. You've got two sets of tag titles. Two re- women's championships. Two world titles, you know, you've got the NXT title, the North American, the tag, you've yeah. got NXT UK, you know, or and in, even New Japan, you've got the world title, you've got your intercontinental, but then you've also got the US title, yeah, and the Never Open, I do and think, the Junior Heavyweight, and, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think anything that was a base of the company, yeah, I think are still important. Like, new, like you take New Japan, right. I think their world title, yes. like when you have a world title match, it's a big like, deal. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Their intercontinental championships are it's pretty big, deal. big deals, big but deal. then like the US title, since they just added it, and no one's really been a champion that's like yes. US champion, yeah. You just kind of like, it's a U.S. title. Like if you win it, it's nice, but it's not. Really I feel there. like you could get rid of the never or the U.S. One of the two and be fine. And, and be because they do the same. Thing. Yeah, they serve the same purpose. You, That's what I'm saying. Is that you do you feel? Want... Yeah, is there any like for me? Like, does it lessen when you hear that? Okay, they're rid of a title match now. You go, okay, which one? Yeah. Because it's like what we've got so exactly. many. Like, I think Ring around. of Honor is going to have that problem with the pure championship because now right. you have two mid card championships. So like the Ring of Honor World Title match will be big. You have yeah, Russian. Marty, right. big match, okay? Right. You have the television title, who's whatever, whatever. Then you have the pure match, and you're like, but what's really the difference? Why right. can't I... But yeah, more can... than likely, your six-man is probably also going to be one of those champions as well. Exactly. More than likely, or somebody, and yeah. then you've still got your tag titles. You, and then yeah, your six-man Not as much depth. So, like, you will have the depth to yeah. where, like, you're not going to have every title on the line in mm-hmm. every show because your six-man champ, Flip's going to be a pure champion. is going to be the television champ. Right. So, and then Marty and whoever is going to be the tag champ. Right, exactly. So then you can't all be competing on the same shows and stuff. <laughs> exactly. So you're just going to be like, all right, right, so one night you're going to be defending the TV title, but the next night you're going to be in the six-man match, and the next yeah. night you're going to be in the pure championship right. match. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, for you're sure. using the same five guys <laughs> in yeah. all of these exactly. main event matches. Real quick here before we go off air. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's... It's difficult for sure. And I think you're right. I think depending on the size of the company, I think is, you know, the hindrance. Like the NWA, for instance, right? The NWA has got the world title. It's got the North American heavyweight championship. It's got the television and the tags and a women's. Yeah. Like for for like like 14 people on a roster. You're just like, okay, maybe we need to, you know, but now that they're mixing with Ring of Honor, maybe we get a little bit more, you know, point being, right? So, um, but I do want to ask you real quick before we go off there, in your opinion... Okay. What is the most important championship in pro wrestling right now? Wrestling. Like, like if there is one title to say that you are the be- not nec- not the best, meaning like you're the best in ring worker, 
but you are the quote unquote best, right? Like yeah. in 1996, Shawn Michaels was world champion, was WWE champion. He was the best wrestler in the world yeah. in 1996. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, in, I think, in your opinion, what what title to you is the most important championship in the world? I think there's two, but okay. I'll go with the one I like more. Yeah. I think the New Japan World Championship means like you are the man. And I really? Think, I think Okada really put it on that plateau yeah. when he was champion for mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. Because like, like everyone's trying to face him and like no one can beat him. So when Kenny beats him, you're like... Kenny's got to be the man. Right. Because nobody in the world can beat him. Mm-hmm. So I think that title, like, I would say, like, I my other one would be the AEW world title. Really? Because I think so many defenses at Jericho has won now, that's like, who's going to beat Jericho? Really? Like, Jericho is such on another level right hmm. now. That's surprising. But IWGP heavyweight title for me, it's like, when you get that match, it's like a special thing. Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm challenging for that title. Yeah. And now, like... Yeah. If you win, you're like in like because like everything just makes it feel important. Yeah, for sure. So for I, sure I think you were like the man if really. you had that title. Really, I am surprised because I'm surprised you didn't even throw the WWE Championship no. in there at all. Really? Because it's never it, you never see it. So I, I guess I guess my point being is, in my scenario, right? I'm gonna say the WWE Championship, and, and the reason why I say this, it's not because Brock Lesnar's the champion, right, or he's held it for whatever like that. But in my opinion. The WWE is still the biggest company yeah. by far, right? And it is still it it, it everything revolve well the people like it or not it all revolves around the WWE. Yeah. Right? Everybody is always compared to the WWE, yeah. so I think that it's the biggest company. It has the biggest reach, and I think that if you are quote unquote the WWE champion or Universal, depending on whatever's on Raw, more than likely, right? If you are the world champion in WWE, I think that you are more than likely the best in the world at the time. Like, Seth Rollins, this last run as Universal Champion, I think he was the best in the world. On the mic, performance-wise, I think he was putting on some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Not to say that he's better Okada in the ring. He's not. No. But just, yeah, no. just a complete package, I think that normally the WWE Champion... Like, right now, Brock Lesnar would draw more money than I think Okada would in America. Yes, you know, you know what I mean. But I think that if he went over to Japan, I think he would also draw more money. I think, I think because I Brock is such an attraction, right? I don't like the fact he's been champion forever, but I just think that him being champion, I get why he's champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I still think that that title, when everybody thinks you want to be a world champion, everybody thinks WWE champion. Yeah. See, I just, I personally yeah. would go. No, that's why. Yes, it's 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 all, would, it's completely. You know, it's, I would it's all opinion based. Rather be IWGP heavyweight champion. Yeah. Because like. It's even like to be fair, I'd rather be any world champion. But <laughs> um, when you walk out, like right before the yeah. match starts, and you get like all the highlights of everyone oh, yeah, for champion sure. stuff, yeah. you're like, I can be on that list of yeah. people that like. Oh, that you can say five. that about the WWE. Title. But, yeah, take but, out, take out like the Jinder Mahal's for a second. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. guys like that have won the title, and you're like, oh, so like almost anyone can win it now because Jinder Mahal can win it. Well, like there's not a lot of IWGP Heavyweight Champions that are like well, that guy won it. Yeah, but I think there's always there's always there's always people that in in world title histories, right? Like the NWA title is the most history rich championship yeah. in the world, right? I mean that that title's been around since the twenties. Um, you know, Tommy Rich and Kerry yeah. Von Erich and those guys who aren't Hall of Fame talents, you know, they were champion for eight days before yeah. Rick beat them back for the Harley Race or whoever, right? So you can always look at, you can always, right, but you can always look in those flaws though, but as much as you can talk about the negative people, you can also talk about the fact that, wow, Ric Flair was NWA world champion. He's one of the greatest of all time. Or, wow, Sting was NWA world champion. Or even, you know, even more current day stuff. You know, I just look at, I'm a big history guy, so the history of it, you know, 
like the NWA title was the be all end all title. Yeah. The WWE title, I think, even now, maybe not to the hardcore fans, but I think when people think of wrestling, they think of the WWE and they think of in the in the sport, that is the title where you go. If if I'm a kid watching wrestling, that's the championship I want to be. Yeah. I want to be WWE champion. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So just an interesting tip. I figured I'd ask anyway, just because we're talking about championships. We don't get to do that a lot here on the show. But all right, that's gonna be it. For this week, another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. For the Missing Whale Man, for the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.